There's a modern internet feed thing. <laughs> Wikifeed.com. <laughs> Sorry, bring it up. Sorry, bring it up. Yay. I uh, won't burn the internet down. Don't ask questions you don't want the answer. Yeah, to. I don't. I don't. We should move on. This is not. This is not feet cast. <laughs> we could do every character's star sign for an hour. <laughs> Damon's definitely a Scorpio. I want to talk about the white cloaks. Only the white cloaks today. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag to all my coal stands. Yeah, coal. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Vassals of Kingsgrave for Dragoncast, uh, episode nine of season one of House of the Dragon, the Green Council. Uh, we finally gotten here. It's all starting now. The uh, past is prologue. Uh, my name is Adam, also known as Drown Snow on the forums and the interwebs and the discords and all the things. And uh, I am joined by Bing. Bing, why don't you tell me what you thought of the episode? Uh, yeah, no, this is. I I really enjoyed this one as well. Um, I think I'll give it a four point seven five to. I don't know how much points to deduct for the the there's masturbating to foot Allison's foot scene. I just I I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> At least two one, two tenths I, of a point for each foot. I don't know. <laughs> just some. It it was that was weird. I'll just put it that. That was maybe a bit too weird for me. The Not trying to kink shame or anything, no, but no, it took no, me out of it. Uh, I feel like there's maybe a little bit way to put, portray it more subtly. Um, otherwise, the rest of the episode we can discuss, but I think it's excellent stuff. All right, awesome. Uh, Katie, how'd you find the episode? This is my least favorite of the season. Uh, I'll give it a 3.5, I think. Uh, I felt at times that the foundation was a little shaky. I think the second half was better than the first. Um, there were just certain points where I felt where like mentally I was like, that could have been done cleaner, or they could have consolidated this, or this could have like been clear um and usually like during this season i haven't really had that problem like there was just some old school got jankiness in this episode for me uh mm. the, the specifically like yes like the the foot masturbation scene um i don't hate it it was just um didn't feel like something the show would do not necessarily because it's a, a sex thing i don't mind that it was just um he's a club foot and he likes feet like <laughs> I don't know. It's maybe a little too yeah. obvious. I can't even. I, we'll talk about it later. But uh, yeah, I thought Lord Beesbury, like, <laughs> it has the, the softest skull in the Seven Kingdoms, um, was ridiculous. And I don't know. There was just a, a lot of little things. I really found myself distracted during the Aegon scavenger hunt through King's Landing. Um, I don't know. I think that it, it was just. Yeah. It, the episode whelmed me. It didn't thrill me. I didn't love it. It just whelmed me. 
And it's the first, which is fine. It's the first episode of uh, this season where I felt kind of let down. Um, but that's okay. It was still entertaining. I still thought there were some good stuff out, uh, that we'll, I'll comment on later. But yeah, overall, I was like, eh, maybe this script could have had a, a, a second or third pass. All right. Stay whelmed, Katie. Um, I, uh, I agree with most everything you said there. There, there were definitely some issues that were pretty glaring. It ended great. Uh, I was confused a number of times. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we'll get to it. Uh, Stephanie, what did you think? Hi, it's GSDG on the forums. Uh, I'd have to give it like a 3.5. I think, you know, this episode kind of dragged. And, you know, just like continuing uh, complaints from last episode about the prophecy. And, you know, it's just like... And, you know, it is a little odd to bring Rainies into the dragon pit like that, you know, in the moment. But, uh, it was cool, but then it's just... Um, you know, really raises a lot of questions, I think. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I did make a honey cake in honor of Lord B's burrito, and it is delicious. Mm, pour one out for our bro. B's bro. Um, Most yeah. leal lord <laughs> droning on in service of his queen. Oh, Oh, uh, uh, yeah, the council scene was awkward. I mean, as it was probably meant to be, but... Yeah, Melis, why don't you burn them? Come on, what's going on? Um, I know that's what everyone's going to be saying. <laughs> but uh, it, was great, it was great to see the, the dragon at the end there. Uh, Matt, what did you think? I am, I am stunned at, at Katie's uh, <laughs> um, movement away, so I will take her place. As the resident five out of five giver, um, just I mean, just cause um, I, you know, <laughs> I probably would have. Chaos I wasn't gonna give, Yeah, exactly. I wasn't going to give it a rating as per usual, but <laughs> now I have to. Um, but in all seriousness, this this episode had like a momentum and a build to it um, and a vibe of just kind of going like it's not you know just kind of a feeling that i had going through it the same kind that i had with like episodes like two and and five which are some of my my favorite of the season i don't think it dragged at all um just from like the get-go with um ramin coming on with the score and just how it was kind of structured from there i really dug it um it, <laughs> You know, there's there's a whole bunch of cool stuff in here. Beesberry getting his head bashed in like I thought he would. Um, we get the the twins kind of going through. I like that. Um, the I actually I I would say the the clubfoot scene was like good at the beginning of it with her like slowly kind of like removing her her boots and her socks and you kind of slowly realize why she's doing it and I really like that. Um, and yeah, it probably didn't need the, the stinger at the end. Um, but before that happened, I thought that was, that was cool. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, when, when Melis pops out, you know, that's my first thought. It's like, okay, so how do you explain how he doesn't just burn everyone here? Um, but no, I was actually fine with it with, I, I my read on it is that if, if Allison wasn't standing there, that Rainey's would have burned everyone. 
um, but she decided specifically to to keep her alive, um, and so she didn't. And it's you know it's kind of a prelude to when <laughs> all the shit goes down. However, many years later, when the the small folk go in and kill the dragon, so that's an interesting thing. Oh, uh, plus, yeah. plus the the beast beneath the boards and all that. We were we were all wrong probably on that prophecy mm. <laughs> by oh, uh, wow. Miss, Miss Helena. Um, so yeah, That's a good catch. I, I I dug this episode. Oh, but oh, the <laughs> children fighting pit not on my bingo card for this season though. <laughs> Dear Lord, uh, we're gonna get there. Um, oh, what is it's a, it's a a roller coaster of uh, emotion? I guess I don't know. Yeah, I think the scene with Rainey's it's going to cause issues, but they wanted to have that kind of big piece in this episode. And I suppose I get that. And I, it's an interesting read to say that she didn't want to do it because Allison's there. I could see that. And there's also other innocent people there and they can have her explaining like, well, this hasn't escalated and we, you know, we, we, there's still time. I don't, she doesn't want to be a kinslayer, but she's like, you're not keeping me here. Um, which was pretty, which was pretty badass. So, yeah, we'll see. I guess next week will kind of help determine that. But I'm sure there will be people that, you know, season three will be like, well, you know, she could have just ended this in season one. Um, I think that's inevitable when you add, add in a scene like that. So I would say I'm going to give this like a 4.25 because I did think it was a really great episode in, um, in kind of hitting all the points here for you know, the, the coup and, but there were some very confusing choices and there were too many times that I just wasn't really sure what was going on. And I think after the episode, they tried to describe it like, it's such a thriller and like, you're on your edge of the seat the whole time. And I was like, well, not really. Um, there were, there were definitely moments, but there were, there were times when I was like, why are they doing this? What is happening? And, uh, you know, I felt like I'd missed something. I reround a couple of times. I was like, nope, I didn't miss anything. But I thought it ended strong, and yeah, I, I got to take off for the the feet thing. I mean, I guess it doesn't, it's not entirely out of character for, uh, look, he's got the club foot, maybe, I don't know, I just didn't need to see it. It felt more like, you know, like, the modern, like, weird, like, feet shit on the internet is, like, poking into the show, which, I mean, I'm sure it's always been a thing, but I don't know, man, it just... I guess the main thing was they've really played up Allison as, you know, being pious and, you know, even here she advocates for like sparing Rhaenyra and all that. But then she just lets Larry's like jerk it to her feet. Right. And she's so concerned about what people will think, but then she's like spending time alone with Clubfoot and other people are noticing it. Like even her father's noticing it and asking her what's up with that. And when we'll get to that scene, because when he said that, I was like, I guess they're just talking about how they're hanging out a lot. But I didn't think it was like, oh, there's something untoward. I'm like, of course there isn't. There's a uh, modern internet feed thing. Well, it's apparently <laughs> so like if you start typing in any like celebrity, one of the first Google things is always going to be feet. Uh, you know, because people, I don't know. There's like a whole, there's like websites for people's feet. I don't know. I just it's like a running. Sorry, bring it up. Sorry, bring yeah. it up. Yeah, there are yeah, definitely YouTubers and stuff who are very intentional about not letting their feet be shown <laughs> because well, uh, that sh- that shit will yeah. end up in a database somewhere. See, I know the uh, opposite well, because there's a, a friend of mine who we, we had a falling out over some other stuff, but she was a good friend of mine, and she eventually became like a thirst trap, 
where like she was like doing video game stuff and she would always like everything she posted like somehow her feet were in the fucking frame it seemed like and i was like who is this for like just on her on her facebook and stuff and i'm like i'm always just you know she'd have like all these weird guys commenting i was like i don't don't know what you get out of this you know uh don't ask questions you don't want the answer yeah i don't i don't we should move on (laughs) this is not this is not feet cast (laughs) or for sure but I just, like I said, it did bring me out of the episode, and mostly, mostly because it didn't feel right for Alicent personally. I think that they've done a good job of not. I don't know. I, I guess in one way you can look at it as like you know, like the religious purity thing we have nowadays, where people are like, "Well, if I go in the other way, it's okay." You know, I mean, maybe there's some loophole logic here with her. Uh, it's okay. Alicent. The seven will understand for her. That's right. Not the stranger- for anyone else. Yeah, the, the, the crone is fine as long as you're looking out the window or something. Um, yeah, anyway, moving on. Let's get to the, let's get to the first scene here uh, in the, you know, the all is quiet and dark at the Red Keep. And then there was like a child running around. It was very dark. I couldn't tell what was going on there. He's the servant. He's the servant boy. Okay, I was like, who the hell is this? Because he's running is- through the kitchens and, you know, he's talking to Talia, you know. Oh, is that? Oh, okay. Okay. So that comes up later. All right. Thank you. Cause I did not, I did not catch what that was. Uh, but basically word of uh, what's happening kind of spreads and she sits down with Otto and they use the stupid prophecy thing. Exactly. Like I thought they were going to do it, but she's like, but he, he told me, I swear. And I, I guess I just have to, you know, honor his wishes. And Otto's like, good, we're go. All right. Hey, tell the boys. Um, <laughs> he's like, everything can proceed as planned kind of. Um, but it seemed like the last, since we've transitioned from youth Alicent to adult Alicent, like she's been like, yeah, he's got to be king. So I don't know this. It just feels weird. Feels weird. Uh, and then that leads into the, uh, the, the green council with, like I said, um, Otto and everybody, and, uh, who's it? Jason Lannister are like, yep, plans ready. Put it in action. Uh, Beesbury, uh, everything that happens there. So what did you guys think? I mean, we moved into the Green Council pretty quickly, and I thought it was done, it was done pretty well. Um, Harold Westerling's already dead at this point, right? In the books, yeah. Right. So they're possibly, you know, the, the actor they cast, I think we'd mentioned that that felt like kind of a waste because he's hardly gotten anything. So he might possibly be like the Barristan Selmy running off and joining Rhaenyra, which is an interesting change and actually one I'm not, like, opposed to. So. Yeah, I think it'd be better if they're not because, like, who's Stefan Darko at this point in the show? You know, like, it, right. it makes more sense to have, like, a face we've seen several times on screen throughout the season. And it's the Lord be, Commander, right? Like, to add legitimacy. So, But at the end, but also, like, on the other hand, they had the, the one of the twins who was escorting Rhaenys to the Dragon Pit was uh, or he wanted to take her to the ship, right? To go to Dragonstone, so that might that was be uh, was one that delivering Eric? the crown. That was Eric, I think, right? <laughs> one Who, of them. The one spell of an E, the other spell of an A. <laughs> well, because okay, so during the after the episode, I swear I'll have to watch it again. But I swear he says you can see here that you know Eric just sits back and doesn't partake in the fight, and then Eric is upset. I'm like, wait a second, did he just say Eric twice? <laughs> right. Last episode they tried to do Eric and Auric. To differentiate, well, he, he said Arik. He said Arik a couple times, but I think he meant to say Arik for one of those, and I don't know which. 
I don't know. I don't care. I just say thing one and thing two in my head. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. Twin, that's twin and that's twin. It doesn't one matter. Has a, George R. R. Martin. One yeah, no, twin uh, has an an uppy mustache, and the other has a downy mustache. Look, I'm 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 just happy that they are using the names, and they're not being like we can't have similar names. And you know, it is actually confusing here, but it'll all come out in the wash eventually. We'll all, you know, it'll be clear. It's fine. It's just a it's just a funny a funny moment there. So what did you guys think of uh, Alicent like been pretty pretty staunchly being shocked by all this, which didn't seem to make sense to me, but uh, also wanting to protect Rhaenyra somehow, which I do think is true to her character on the show. Uh, and Otto being like, that doesn't really make sense because you know, I, she probably, probably has to die. I said my piece about what I think about this in the last episode. I feel like it played out pretty as much as I expected it to. Um, in that it's not so much that, again, it's not so much this is prophecy changes everything. It just serves as a further, a further means of legitimization. And clearly it's not for anyone but her. Like, like I don't even know if Otto believes her when she's like, I swear. He's like, yeah, sure, Otto we're going to go with doesn't. that. Well, He's matter. just like, yep, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Otto cares. He was no, going to do this whether no. he wanted to or not. It, this was well, no. So this was going to happen, right or not. It changes a little bit in how they would approach this subject to others, right? In which the rest of this episode, they just keep saying that, you know, the king's last words, the king's last words, and that's how they sold it to the people. That's how that's how it's different. Which, yeah, again, and that's, that's probably that's, what that's probably what they would do either way. Yeah, but I well, think that having Alice as a participating member of the coup. Mm-hmm would really be better for her character. She could still advocate for protecting Rhaenyra and like a, like a less harsh tone, you know, and sparing bloodshed and say, well, hey, I thought we were going to do this and we were going to offer Rhaenyra this. And, and Otto's like, yeah, I told you that, but that's not what we're going to do. Like they could have still made her a participant and like still pulled the rug out from her at the same time. You know what I mean? Like this, it's weird because it seems like she's been telling them that they were going to, you know, be king and, uh, Eamon knows, everyone seems to know and then now here she's acting shocked I don't know, it just it didn't, that part I didn't like I mean, I mean it didn't seem that strange to me, I don't know I, it didn't come, it feels rather natural, I don't know maybe, maybe I just see it completely differently <laughs> I mean I see part of just like her shock at like you know like everyone else being like yeah we planned this for years, you know just like it's I just see that as like Alicent being shocked that like you know like she's not gonna force this through on the strength of her moral righteousness that there's going to be flooding and my claim come on this requires flooding to you know beforehand to just like be ready to roll and execute when it actually happens and right. just like and then you know like this scene is just like why she's so insistent on having physical custody of Aegon afterwards, right? Yeah. I mean, you laugh at, at all of this, but that's who she yep. is. That's yep. who she is. Yeah. Uh, she, 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 she believes she's immorally in the wrong. She's sticking and she, she's doing all the right things. And yep. what she see clearly in that Grand Council is people not doing the right things. Yeah, and a lot of people she... were left out, not just her. So Yeah, it's the panic of it, the situation is slipping out of her hands. And I think via last episode, she has re- like restored affection and loyalty to Rhaenyra. I think that apology went a long way with her to to 
realizing that, okay, I, I, I don't want her dead by any means. I don't want her in prison. I wanted us to do this civilly to, to, to shore up the claim and then present it to her and be like, there's nothing you can do. And I think yeah. realizing that suddenly she's in this room with all these, like her father and everyone saying, no, this is how we're actually going to do that is putting her in, in panic mode. Yeah. Um, it definitely, I kind of agree with Adam where it's like, I have to think about it for it to have like the, the right emotional impact. Um, but yeah, it didn't, it did not bother me too much. I was way more bothered by Beesbury, like gently being pushed and just <laughs> bleeding everywhere. Man, that was oh. a letdown. I was expecting him to just like his like throat to be slit and then just have like blood spurting everywhere. And then just Bro, like my, my man Beesbury is harder than that. Come on, man. He ain't dead. The, like, the, <laughs> the, the little rock thing. You never, you don't know what the happening is made of. I mean, even if he pushed him into that, like very hard, and like, like let's say he cracked his skull a bit or whatever, he would be like he wouldn't just die instantly, most likely. Um, oh, Kristen got it exactly on the temple, on like yeah. you know, like the most tender part of the skull. I really wanted the the throat slit. Uh, uh, it's okay. I mean, it was fine. I just it, you know we knew it was happening in some way, and they they it did seem a bit unceremonious, which. I guess that's the tone. They're like, we're moving on. Oh, this guy doesn't agree. Boom. You know? Um, yeah. I, I wonder did what let, the... They did let the Lord Commander leave. So. Yeah. I wonder what the decision behind that was. Like, well, we have to get some use out of these little stones we commissioned. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, I mean, I hate playing like, well, they could have like playing like backseat, like writer and editor. I hate doing that. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, he could have just insulted Allison and Cole, like who suddenly is saying like every woman is righteous in the eyes of the mother, or whatever the hell he was saying later. He could have just stabbed him for that, like. But whatever, <laughs> pour one out for Beesberry. Yeah, I mean, he stood. He stood up to his convictions. He he was the first casualty in the war, and you know, it was good. Plays out. Um. What do you guys think about No Blood Oath? There's lines in the show, in the books, I don't know why they didn't. Yeah. Maybe they just moved too quickly for it? I don't know. Because, you know, it could have been an opportunity to have, or to, like, have Alicent actually participate in the Blood Oath, because in the book she does not. Maybe the, maybe the Laris actor was not available, that, like, the scheduling didn't work out. If I were to... Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Hmm. Right, because at the same time, it's just, like, you know, it's like, okay, you can understand that with a blood oath and how, like, superstitious people are that, like, you know, like, that would, that is what would uh, prompt, like, someone like Beastbury to just, like, not, or or just, like, some other person to just not go along with this. And, uh, you know, instead of just, like, you know, play along and leak information or something, but. Yeah. Speaking of leaking information, uh, when Otto sends, uh, kind of after this, when he sends Eric out with his brother, I, I probably should have turned the subtitles on or something, because I thought that he was sending them out to go find uh, Westerling and kind of like put an end to that. So Allison, uh, she tells Helena and Eamon, they both get the news. And Aegon's just not there. Like he ran away when he found out this was going on. Is that what we're meant to believe, or he was just out being? No, he was Aegon. just not in the town. 
It just happened to be out being a shit. Okay. Uh, it wasn't really very clear with what happens later. So he, he, he very much did not want this. I'm kind of surprised that his, his genes are not passed on because uh, they're in Jon Snow, that's for sure. Um, yep, and then I, I made a note. I was like, Rainey's is still here? She wasn't here in the book, right? She wasn't. She was on Dragonstone. Yeah, so they're doing the roundup, and she's like, what the fuck? And I was wondering how she was going to get out of this, or if they were going to try to sideline her, um, especially later on when they, like, she's like, I can't get to my dragon. I'm like, oh, shit, what are they doing? Uh, But they had a purpose, and, you know, it's pretty good. And then, uh, yeah, Cole also gets sent after Aegon. And uh, Aemon's like, well, I gotta go, too. I kind of wish that they had been the only ones (laughs) <laughs> that they had been the like going from place to place, because Arik and Eric, yes, it's cool to see them. They're not really characters, so I could have done without like they're like, look what you've done. You stood, you stood by Aegon's side while he was at the child fighting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was... I was, what the fuck? We get the brothels and then the kid fights in Westeros. Like, is it Aegon's? <laughs> Aegon's bastards are like premium, like cockfight material. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? Like, Aegon was already a, a shit, but like, is he arranging this? This is this how he is, sees his kids. This um, is in the books, but it's a rumor that Mushroom puts forward. Which, <laughs> when you're reading, you don't really believe that oh, that he's actually at a fighting pit with with children that have sharpened teeth, but. I guess the decision was made that like that would be that'll just show what a bad badass man, like, what yeah. a bad candidate for King Aegon. He's such a boss ass king. He fights kids, yo. Wait, so these are the pits that uh, I want to say Biter was raised in, right? In the uh, main story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they have a proud I, lineage. I completely forgot this was in the books. I thought, whoa, what the hell? So I, I, thought this was, I thought this was totally made up. I completely, you, you said that. I was like, oh, wait a second. Yeah, it's uh, when, the, when, they're going, when they're going and looking for Aegon, there's some debate about what he was doing at the time. And some people are, they say that he was at his revels and they say he was at, at, with a lover. But then Mushroom's like, no, he was at a fighting pit for children that had Mushroom's like, ooh, ooh, he was at the children fighting pit, y'all. Wait, what? <laughs> What the hell? Um, yeah, that's like one of those mushroom drops that you're like, yeah, that ain't it. That can't be right. <laughs> Wrong. Oh, man. Mushroom's uh, we, a very a true historian of Westeros. I don't know. Yeah, he's been vindicated on a lot of stuff this season. Yeah. I mean, like, they, they're not including Mushroom in here as a character, at least yet. I don't know if they will, but they, they are will. including his work. They're including his work. So, you know, that plot goes on later, but after, let's see, around there we get the throne room with a number of lords that have been rounded up that were just, I guess it's just part of a court or whoever happened to be there. Um, House Fell, was that the, was that the, the lady that said, like, she, we stand with Rhaenyra? I think she said yeah, House, House Fell. Fell, yeah. I don't she remember gets, House Fell. She Fell, F-E-L-L. I know their. Hold on one minute. I know what their fucking sigil is because I made a list the other day. Um, <laughs> house for completely unrelated reasons. 
the lock screen on my phone is a map of Westeros with like every region, like what houses control. And I'm like, where is Fell? Where is Fell? <laughs> I can tell you in a second. Keep talking. Um, yeah. And who is the who is the other lord that uh, that eventually like tries to leave? And Larry's is like, oh, you gonna snitch? And he that's Lord Caswell. Nice, Cat. That was Caswell. Okay, so we. I couldn't remember who that was, is the name. But yeah, we, we got him uh, at when the time skip happened and he was there kind of giving Rhaenyra daps. He for greeted Rhaenyra last episode. Yeah, she's one of the. He, yeah, Caswell's one of the few name drops we've had in a couple episodes. He I is Lord of, Lord of Bitterbridge. Um, ooh, ooh. And his wife is, yeah, the one who uh, hangs herself later. Oh, but House Fell of the Fellwood. A black field with a crescent moon in the corner. They are in the Stormlands. Strong work. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is. It's sad. They're in the book. This takes several days, right? Yeah. And the coronation's like a week later, or they yeah, keep it like quiet for quite a while. Yeah. I think maybe like they felt that just corpse. doing this immediately. Yeah, they go through stuff like they do stuff like going over the records of the Great Council to see who's likely to support them. Yeah, I, reading that in the book kind of makes it fun because you're like, oh, no one knows what goes on in here. Like, the, the people have no idea what's going on. Like, if you lock it down pretty quickly, you can keep this secret. But I think maybe the viewers wouldn't have, wouldn't have felt that was believable or something. So they're like, let's just do it in a night. But I don't know. If he's, why are you executing people because they're trying to leave if like an hour later you're going to announce it to the city? Right? Well, it's not just that, because they refused to swear loyalty. Yeah. yeah. They refused to bend a knee. Well, I thought he made it clear that no one was going to leave that room if they didn't, so I assumed that he, he, had, he had given his oath and then was just trying to sneak out and was gonna, you know, go No, go he, said we're, he said, I'm, I'm not gonna bend a knee to you, I keep my oath to the princess, and then I'm trying to leave... And then, but like, you know, like, right, so like Otto said it ambiguously enough that it, he was implying that he might actually honor letting them leave, but like, and uh, two brain cells to rub together would think that. Like, no. yeah, don't do that. Okay. Gotcha. There were, there were two different people. So <laughs> Caswell's the guy who ends up like bending the knee, the last one to bend the knee, and then he tries to escape and gets caught. There was another guy who said, I refuse to bend the knee, and he gets sent to, you know, the prisons or, or whatever, along with Lady Fell. Okay, yeah. see, that's what I thought. Okay, okay. We didn't yeah. see his sigil. There's like about five or six lords and ladies who get executed uh, for not, in the book at least. I don't remember who he's supposed to be. Well, and here we don't know who any of them are, so we can't know if they're like major houses or if it's significant. Or The point is just they're kind of getting rid of people here, I guess. But not, ev- not all of these people would have like their heads of house here anyway. Right, serving at court, so hostages tend to be more valuable in the situation. Do you believe Larry's when he offers his help to Otto? You think he's just playing both sides, or do you think he's was trying to kind of work for Alicent there? He does whatever he wants. He's the most like <laughs> even when he's supporting you, he's the most untrustworthy dude. Those people <laughs> should kill him immediately. It doesn't yeah. matter. He's on your side. He could betray he's, you at any moment. He's on the side of feet. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, at least with the feet thing, like oh, that's, no. that's more of a tie than anything else I've seen with the with with the feet thing. Um, you know, it's also it's also the same thing with um, when Allison later says to to Cole when she sends him out for it's just like for all the love you bear me as a queen, you can like combine that with the line that um, that Cole says later about you know you know women and and the mother and all that, and you see you see that connection there and why. And that's the that's the type of thing where it's just like he's Cole is Cole is loyal to that one thing, and so he's loyal to um, Allison in that way, as as fucked up as it is. Speaking of Allison, I, I thought that uh, one of the kind of moments that stood out as you know pretty good in this episode was showing her kind of mourning over Viserys. I think she has a lot of complicated emotions here, but uh, I do think it's clear that she's upset that he's dead. She doesn't really know how to process it. Like, they didn't make her just, like, kind of cold and angry and bitter. And I mean, I think she genuinely did have, you know, care for Viserys. Sure, um, he was a huge... He was a huge part of her life. Yeah. It's understandable when she's first told she has this amazing just sob that escapes her before she can contain it. It's very believable where, it, like, like, like you say, Adam, her feelings are complicated, but he was her husband for however many years, 20, 25. Yeah. And I mean, he, he, he did care for her. I mean, she did care for him. The situation was shit. Like, like I said, it's, it's, this is, this is good for her character. I think this is good. Um, It's good work from Olivia cook. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm glad they did that. Yeah. Allison remains like, and this is what I was hoping for going into the show with it being, Rhaenyra versus Alicent and, and how how that was the focus where you know everyone on the greens like sucks but like I still do in general like Alicent and like just remains um, you know even, even if I'm on Rhaenyra's side more than hers um, she's still she's still compelling enough that I just don't um, outright like hate her or just root you know root the worst for her in comparison to pretty much everyone else on her side yeah, and we want good characters, right? So, yeah, um, that's that's what we want. That's that's good TV. So, yeah. Uh, and then after that, um, what, what does she do? She oh, she kind of picks herself up, and then she goes and has a chat with Rainey's, which was also one of the standout uh, scenes in this episode. I feel like. So, what is it that Rainey says to her at the end of that? Um, where she says, like, have, have you, haven't you ever, you know, envisioned yourself as queen on the Iron Throne or something? And I, I, don't, I couldn't tell if she was goading her or if she was like being like, hey, maybe if you go for queen, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I could support that. I think they left that a little ambiguous. Yeah, I mean, she's it's just like the summation of like Allison's character arc, right? She would like, or all she's actually trying to do is put a, you know, a nicer window on her cage. Yeah, she calls her out. The system. And yeah, over she's, and over saying, again. she's saying take your power if you if you want it. Well, that's um, that's why. Like last, that's that's why I mentioned why she can't she can't just go and do whatever she wants. She can't. That's not who she is. Yeah. She, well, she's 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 been part of the system and with yeah. her father and yeah, mm-hmm. she does not have that in her. Not, not that she doesn't have the ability to make bold moves or it's just that's not it. I feel like I need to. I'd like to make this clear. It's not about agency because she has a lot of agency. She does a lot of things. She makes a lot of initiatives, but she there's nothing in her worldview 
that allows her to act in certain ways. And you could say that that's something that's created by a system that enforces. I, mean, I think it's a product of the trauma of her life. But yeah, that, that's just this is not something that she will do. Right. Okay, so then um, Otto goes and meets with the White Worm, who uh, I don't know. I mean, is she dead at the end of the episode? Is that what we're supposed to be thinking? I think her house just gets burned down. <laughs> she yeah, I mean, survives. they don't they don't show her dead. Yeah, but there's there's no what way. What is with the accent? Is it Cajun now? <laughs> I told you it was like French sounding, French it's, sounding like later yeah, on. It's not Westeros. Uh, I don't know. I'm anyway, getting the funny whore vibes. It's little finger. She's she's yeah. making she's making her play, and then that leads them to Aegon. Uh, they both get there, you know, hilariously at the same time, and I'm like, why are they fighting? <laughs> Understands? Aegon just wants to leave. He doesn't want it. And uh, Aemon does. Very, very. It was a good fight, but I, I really had trouble understanding why it was going on. Yeah, the stakes could have been more clearly es- established at the forefront, which is that they both want to find him, so that they can, they can be the first to to influence him about Rhaenyra, and like. It's like okay, mentally, I, 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 like I, like I said earlier, like I had to think about it for it to kind of land. So that was a problem for me. Um, yeah, it was just. Right. It felt like they could have established the motivations a little better and what was, what they were fighting about. Um, I do like that Amond is <laughs> bitter. Like he's a lot like his mom in that he he feels like he has been the dutiful one. So why is it that he's always left with the, <laughs> but like. The bag. Why? Why? Why should Aegon get everything he wants when I'm the one who's done everything he's supposed to do? Aemon <laughs> <laughs> continues to shine. Um, yeah, no, I was, I was wondering about that. Yeah, I was trying to to get a read on him there, and yeah, and I, and I was wondering in the in the back of my head if like he sees how how much that like Aegon like doesn't want it, um, and how he just rather go away, and because like he just like hates his brother, he's like, oh. I'm gonna like make you do this as a punishment, like type thing. Like you clearly like hate and don't want this, so fuck you, have it. Um, but that—that's pure. That's really <laughs> looking into things. Yeah, that thing is weird, but yeah, no, I, he doesn't I like have it. murderous intent, right? No, no, no. You're not seeing that, yeah. No, no. I think it's just bitterness. <sighs> if they said, you know what, we're gonna let him go and we crown you, he's all for it, but. He's also. There'd be his kids in the to deal yeah. with. Well, if people know about that, but so I mean, I, I think I said this throughout the season a couple times that at least book Aegon. I was like, he didn't seem like he'd be all that bad. You know, he didn't want the crown when it was offered, but uh, you know, show Aegon. He's like a rapist. He's a you know child fighter. Like, uh, and then they 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 bring him around here. In a very like he's just not king material man at all. Um, no. Mm. Wow. I think I mean it's important to differentiate him from someone like Joffrey or Ramsay. Oh yeah, he's yeah he's not like them. He's not like a, a just a black and black and all black villain. This is a person who did real who does really bad things, but ultimately is still a person. And yeah. he, he's, he's a, a shitty dude and doesn't want to be a ruler 
and yeah. kind of you know, not not the great, not a good choice. You can sympathize him with certain. Well, that actually makes it better for Otto and Allison because then they can just do everything, and he leaves it to it just like Viserys did. Yeah, but that see, yeah, but that shot at the end when he finally yeah. like, has the crowd cheering yeah. for him. That's what Don't I was you say. me, mother? The crowd does. I am a little worried that uh, they, might, they might go that angle. It's going to go throw. to his head. Yeah, I think, I think they were aiming for like a transformation in this episode for him. Yeah, because I mean, him asking his mom, well, saying first, like, dad didn't love me. Do you love me? And then uh, <laughs> she gives him the hilarious answer of you imbecile, which could either be fond or it could be like, why the fuck are you asking me this right now? Um, but then the crowd loves him, and that might be able to fill the void for him. He's like, oh, this might not be so bad after all. Yeah, we'll see. And he was, uh, we'll, um, we'll talk about when we get there, but he wasn't dressed in green, he was dressed all in black. So, um, let's see, after this, oh, we get another good Allison scene where she confronts Otto, kind of on his shit. And then after that, we get uh, Larry's and Allison who rats out her uh, handmaiden as a spy, and then the weird feet shit. Maybe I, understand the, maybe I understand the concept of it, in that it's consistent with the fact that Allison has sort of become, continued to serve as this plaything for the men, and for the powerful men in his life, to make her do what she wants. But yeah, now the subtlety could be more subtle. <laughs> yeah, but her, her scene finally kind of like telling Otto, you know, Dad, you've been a shit. Um, it was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. You know, it's not like, fuck you, I'm supporting Rhaenyra. It's, fuck you, we're doing this my way. So there were, this was the Green Council, and there were actually a lot of good um, Alicent character moments. Which, you know, makes sense, especially because she's going to be one of the characters that we're with the longest, and we'll have her, you know, presumably, right, we'll have her later when Renera takes over King's Landing and all that, so, um, yeah, no, it's good. Good work on her. Um, and then after that, it's uh, Rainey's and everything else till the end. Rainey's getting rescued, but not, and then wanting to go to... Uh, Wanting to go to the dragon pit, but Eric, pretty sure it's Eric, telling her, no, we're just going to get you on a ship. And then they're lost in the crowd. He's lost. And then she sees they're all being huddled toward the dragon pit, which she's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> this is exactly going according to plan. And uh, what we've been talking about a little bit is the coronation scene. Aegon all in black. Uh, was the banner a golden dragon? It looked kind of goldish. I couldn't tell. It, it definitely did. wasn't. It definitely wasn't red, but he was just black on black, black dragon, black everything. Uh, there was no green on him, black crown. So no red either, though. I don't know. Uh, he looked, yeah. you know, he looked like he definitely didn't want it. But once he held the sword in his hand, I think it started when she showed him the dagger in the uh, in the carriage scene, and he was like, "Really, mom? Did dad really say that? Do you really love me?" And then he's got the dagger, and now he's got the crown, and now he's got the sword. He's got the whole kit, and he's, like, cosplaying as the king, and he's kind of feeling it. So, you know, and then he almost dies. 
And no one there could have done a fucking thing in that moment. This is the power of dragons in this world. This is why I'm sure they're going to show us in later seasons, like, you know, strategically, like, yeah, look, Rainey's isn't in the keep. Not with her dragon. She was fucked. Thankfully, she managed to get out, right? You have to be on the dragon in order to make it work. So, and not to belabor the point, but they say later that, you know, she doesn't want to kill Aslan as a mother to a mother. It's like, well, she probably killed like 50 mothers when the dragon came out of the. Out of the bottom of the dragon pit. Katie, these right. are small folk. They're beneath us. I mean, yeah. who are they really? Yeah, who um, are the small folk? But Melis looks really cool. Um, big spike, spiky neck. Yeah. Big freaking dragon. I was like, slay it, queen. Kill those peasants. <laughs> <laughs> they were just cheering for the wrong king. Typical black. <laughs> Lack of care <laughs> and small folk. That's what, they that's deserve what, it. They deserve it. And that's your downfall in the end, isn't it? <laughs> black. The blacks survive. The blood of the blacks runs through Jon Snow. That's why they're the winners. Um. The true king. Tristan Truefire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this, this episode, I, I think we mentioned this. I mean, it, it goes kind of quickly. It's not a short episode. We're all in one place for the first time. And I think that was great, but were definitely some scenes that were a little long, some scenes that were a little short. Definitely some issues with pacing. But it ended strong, and we got a tone set up for next week, which uh, looks wild. And I think, was it you, Katie, that, that said that uh, we were probably going to get the um, Storm's End as the finale? Yes. Yeah, I, I thought, well, when, we, when you said that, I thought, you know, the whole time I've been thinking it was season two, and maybe they're going to do it, but I was like, no, I mean, why would, you know, that still feels early. We haven't even seen his dragon. Um, we haven't seen uh, Jace's dragon, you know, now that it's bigger either. A lot of these dragons we haven't really got to look at. So we're going to get a look at him and gone. But uh, just from the shots from next episode, it looks like it's going to be epic. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be dark, it's going to be in the rain, so yeah. everybody adjust your TVs. Everyone's going to be pissed. <laughs> but no, oh, yeah, I think people are going to go crazy. It'll probably be amazing. Yeah, I, I just felt like it would be a good end cat, like the kind of explosive finale that you would want for the end of a season. Um, and it's also just a, a nice, like, end of act one. It's like there's no going back after, after Luke dies. Um, so yeah, that made sense to me. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I also looked at the leaks because I was scared and didn't want to be disappointed, so I, I spoiled myself for everything. Oh no! Because I'm weak. Well, you can't spoil a good story. That's my. Th- that's always been my thought. I mean, if it's well written and well performed, um, but sometimes you just need to know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. Bec- it was because I saw a scary rumor on Twitter, and I was like, no, they wouldn't do that. And so I had to find out. I was like, I can't let have this hanging over my head for two weeks. I need to know for sure. <laughs> and fortunately, oh, yeah. it, it turned out not to be true. So, especially in the in, in a case like that, you're like, because otherwise you're going to be thinking this thing the whole time, which may or may not be true. That was kind of warp your experience. But I think Bina had something. I think with like Star Wars. Like, I think when maybe it was like Last Jedi or something. Like she would like before she went, she was like, I had to spoil myself just because I needed to know. You know, because. She was so invested in what was going to happen with Luke and all that. Mm. Um, so I, I understand that. Sometimes I will do that. Uh, I've had shows where, like, when it comes on, like, I might skip forward and kind of, like, look at the 
like let me see what it looks like half an hour in or whatever and go oh, okay and come back or <laughs> you know sometimes i'm like i just need to know there's something i need to know i just need to see okay all right good okay we'll get there you know i'm happy now i was part of the laris feet shit uh on friday what how yeah that leaked that leaked <laughs> that leaked of course it yeah. did the feet people man the feet mafia are everywhere i was like oh how are they gonna do this it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, but it was still kind of. I would have thought that would have been a false leak. If somebody had posted, Laris has a foot fetish. I would have been like, no, I was no. I was that's that's HBO joke. planting disinformation. <laughs> yeah, the leak stuff, I, I talked about this on the Discord. It's, it's very strange because uh, when I was reading the document that I found, it was 90, it was like 95% true like everything was was on board except there would always be one detail per episode that was just flat out wrong i was like i don't understand like how was it scripts like early scripts and then that were that they got hold of and they changed stuff later like sometimes the leakers like do that and then they throw other shit in that they want to happen depending on who's doing it but it might be like like we had that scene we know they shot of like damon you know hugging the girls and they were like no fuck it we're not doing that um, so yeah, it, it could have just been production stuff from six months ago, and then in the editing, you know, that's not what happened. Yeah, it's interesting how accurate the leaks are uh, and how consistent they are with Game of Thrones. I think since like season five or six, I'm trying to remember when it really started appearing, and they have not been able to uh, to kind of get a hold on that. I don't know if it's because they don't care, or if it's like if it's the same person doing it, like I don't know. Definitely have a spy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter that much. Like no. Yeah, I mean, I, you, people like, look at them or not. So. Yeah, you actually have to like find them. It's not like they're just <laughs> appearing randomly. So right, because people writing articles that you're going to see a lot on the internet, or that'll probably show up in your face more likely, are not going to be posting a lot of that. Um, or they'll be careful to tell you if they are or obscure it. Or, you know, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it matters because I never really look it up. I do remember season seven, I went back, like, at the end, and I looked up. I found one of the leak threads, like, midway through, but I didn't want to read it. And then I went and looked it up at the end to, like, see how accurate it was. And, like, half of that shit was wrong. But then I found another one that was, like, pretty much dead on. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I looked up this. I looked up the season eight stuff just to like prepare myself for the shit that was that I knew was coming. Oh no! So I could oh. just see you know, like yeah, it was def- it was definitely after episode two because like those were the actual good episodes <laughs> in season eight. And I was like, this is gonna go downhill. I bet. <laughs> Might as well just find out now and mentally prepare. So yeah. So what was with the, that look that uh, Helena gave Aegon there? I mean, I think that's the first time that she looked like she was kind of scared, like everyone was giving him the nod and he was a little confused, but um, I don't know. How'd you guys read that? Well, that's the prophecy, right? Like, that was the real beast beneath the boards. Oh, you think she saw the the dragon coming up? Maybe she was on edge because of that. Oh, maybe. It seemed like he was, like, looking for everyone to kind of validate him. And then when everyone kind of started nodding their heads and, 
you know, she did it looking kind of like as more of like a fear thing, which is the first time I feel like I've kind of seen that from her in relation to him. Well, in when Allison was talking to her earlier in the episode, she was more insistent about the beast beneath the boards. So I guess that's just what they were trying to remind us of. And, you know, maybe that was her way of trying to, like, lodge a protest or get, like, her mother to listen to her that, like, to, like, you know, like, watch out for that. And also, you know, we don't know exactly how uh, vague or precise uh, any of these visions are. So it's a little hard to tell, right? Right. Maybe she saw Aegon standing with, you know, a dragon in his face or something. Um, speaking of which, how do you guys feel like they've been portraying Helena just as far as uh, kind of like the, I don't know, the, the kind of oddness of her character? Like, I think we, we touched on this a little bit. Uh, an episode or two ago where someone mentioned that maybe they were like portraying her as being on the spectrum, but we kind of like gloss over it. And we actually got an email from uh, a listener just kind of uh, on this subject, um, just talking about how there are, there are a lot of neurodivergent fans that listen to these podcasts and giving us some kind of uh, tips, pointing out some things that I hadn't really considered. So I don't know if they're actually actively going for that, like putting her on the spectrum. Uh, but uh, she points it out in the email she sent us and Kind of, there's a lot of signs that definitely fit with that. Do you think it's just kind of like a stereotyping thing, or do you think that's something they're intentionally going for, or is it like dreamer related? It certainly fits with the trope or stereotype of a seer with uh, who's not entirely what quote unquote normal by the rest of society's standards, right? Because you know, like. I mean, I compared her to Cassandra in a previous podcast, and, you know, like, it's just like, you know, when everyone's just like, uh, you know, just like welcoming Helen to Troy, she just like is not going along with that. And when everyone's happy to have Paris back before that, she just like attacks him in a rage. It might be followed a little bit into like a magical disability thing of like, uh, of like taking like the actual symptoms or behaviors of a condition or a disability and then adding like having it being symptomatic of something magical which you know depending on how it's portrayed can be offensive or it can be right or pretty neutral um i can't speak to like how her portrayal is like it, like if is is it offensive or not um but i definitely i definitely see like like the fa- like the way she put her hands over her ears last episode when Vaman got killed, like kind of her insistence on like certain phrases, like her fixation, her hyper fixations, like some of it just seems very coded. Um, whether that's a good or bad thing, I don't know. Like I said, I can't speak to that. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I just I wasn't really picking up on it so much because we didn't get a lot of interaction with her. And it's like my son had um, he has ADHD, and as a kid, he had kind of. Like his ears would hurt because he has like you know he had kind of hearing sensitivity and he'd do that and um, I don't know she just came off as kind of innocent and kind of aloof and um, I wasn't really sure what they were going with but like I said when it's when it's pointed out here I kind of see that maybe that's what they're going for um, yeah she just seems to have her own interests I don't know so 
Uh, it's, yeah. it, it's just it's going to be terrible what happens to her, regardless. So I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about all that. Yeah, speaking of the coronation, uh, you know, I, you know, I think it was a bit of a missed opportunity for, because in the book, Alicent takes the crown off her own head and puts it on Helena, and that's like the only kind of affection she shows any of her kids in the book. Oh yeah, and you know, especially since huh. in the carriage, Aegon was like, "Do you really love me, mother?" And then for him to decide, well, the crowd loves me. You know, to have that as a point of contrast. Didn't she call him like an idiot when... An imbecile, when he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Do you really love me? She was like, what the fuck are you talking about, kid? Um, She's like, this is yeah. not... Like, he's acting very child... Like, it's, it's a human question of, do you love me? And father never loved me. Like, he's speaking to the root of the issue. At the same time, we're talking yeah. about the fate of nations, kid. Get it together. Like, I, I need I need validation, and they're like, I need you to rule the country. <laughs> but like the like a day or two before, she literally said, "You are no son of mine," and now she's trying to crown him. You know, it is yeah. kind of a whiplash. You know, yeah. I think he's aware that he's being. I mean, he even asked her. He's like, "Don't toy with me." I think he's aware, right. or at least suspicious, of the fact that he's obviously being used. And wants no part of it. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot of sympathy for him. Obviously, he's he's no good. He's he's very bad, bad man. Um, but I think like the actor is doing a really good job of of making him very human in his weakness. Mm. Do they have both of their kids already? <laughs> Did we see both kids? Yeah, we saw. Yes. Both yeah. Of them. Very briefly. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's they, not they the third one. one. I mean, they would have to, but. Um... I just didn't remember. I remember seeing the one kid, but you know, yeah, Who are these kids wasn't anyway. There. If they're not in a fighting pit, Melly's wasn't there, and that's the reason why Bitterbridge is so brutally sacked by the Greens is because he dies. Maylor, yeah, or, yeah, sorry, Maylor, Melly's. <laughs> yes, Rainus's dragon is Helena and Aegon's third child. It I was, makes sense uh, for a second. I was a little confused there, but uh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, he could just be. You know, in his like own nursery, it's right. entirely. I mean, they could consolidate those plots. Um, I mean, Jahara, she's not super important later. She, she. I mean, she dies. Um, she's not even. She doesn't become queen. It could just be that Jaharis is the one who gets beheaded, and then maybe Jahara is the one who was killed by the crowd. It would spare them from having to cast a a baby. Oof. Yeah. So much death is coming, and so much like innocent death, mm-hmm. and we got our taste of it today. I mean, up until this point in the season, there hasn't been as much. Um, yeah, it hasn't been as much involvement of like the innocent kind of getting shit on, and it's just going to be nonstop from here on out. So. Yep, that and the sunk cost fallacy. Nothing but that from here on out. Right. Once, yeah. One, once the storm's end goes down. There's, you know, there's no getting the band back together. So, and I think that's one thing to mention about this scene. You know, people, like I said earlier, people are going to say, oh, Randy's should have burned them, you know, burn an eight. But at this point, it's not, it's not wholly unrepairable, I guess. I mean, it is, but it isn't. I don't know. It's, it's a hard leap to make to be the one to strike that blow and to kill them. And 
Sure. And then Rhaenyra could be like, what the hell? You killed my my half-siblings? Even Helena? Like, were the kids up there? I, it, yeah, I, there's rationalizations that you can make for why she hesitates. Um, I just, I do think that, like, we just haven't gotten enough of Rhaenys and and her, what drives her and her motivations to really understand why she makes that decision. It's mostly, I, I kind of have to grasp at it in a way that I, I dislike. Um, yeah. That I haven't really felt in the other episodes. Maybe well, Damon will dress her down for it next episode. He like, what the fuck? Oh, like, if he, yeah. he would have done it in a heartbeat. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. He'd be like, oh, I wouldn't even have to be dealing with this right now. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. He goes and sees, in the preview, he goes and sees a, a big scary dragon. Was that not uh, Caraxes? It's not. I didn't really get a good look at it. Who would that be? Maybe Vermithor or Silverwing? Oh yeah, it could be one of the one of the wild dragons. Huh. I ain't saying shit. Oh, stop it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're cursed with this foreknowledge. I know it haunts me. Katie, you've been burdened with the vision. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good too. I think I think it'll be a good episode. All right. So, other thoughts on this episode? Um, thoughts on the season so far? The finale next week? How are we feeling? Uh, Damn. Yeah. Uh, I like that they kept it consistent that Missaria isn't exactly all in on Team Black just yet. At least you know throughout this episode, you know, I guess burning down her establishment is what's going to make her turn, but I did like that she was trying to use her information to advocate for closing the child fighting pits. She flew too close to the sun trying to stop the cockfights. Right, because like, you know, like, right, because in like episode two, she was, like, all those close-ups on her on the bridge made it very obvious that she knows exactly how dangerous it is to get caught up in all this shit. Right. And with Aegon King now, and he's going to be pissed, right? So... Yeah, I think it's just she'll end up back in in Damon's pocket. Um, or rather, on his side, because it's like, well, the Greens burned my house down! <laughs> now we can have sanctioned kid fights by the King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I do hope they, they pull a Scarlet Witch with her in season two and just <laughs> let her use her normal accent and don't and like don't explain it at all. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, this we got a lot of notes. Sorry. I think it's that we haven't gotten enough of a sampling size of her and I hear like this weird intonation and I'm like, what is happening? Maybe if she were in more scenes or more involved, like you would get a natural cadence, but she's it's just it it was a little bit out of it. She's main cast. She's on the main cast. So I don't know. Is she? Yeah, she's main yeah. cast. How many people are on the main cast? Like fifty? I mean, uh, I mean she, she's not even been in half are. the episodes. What, what has she been in? Episode one, two, one, two, three. This episode. Was she in three? Episode. She was in three. Yeah, I think she's been in four episodes. I think she was in three. Yeah. Four, four, four. She five, was in yeah. one. Yeah. Episode two, huh. and then. Yeah, I don't know. I guess this is, a, this is a large ensemble, and going forward, you know, if they're going to use her a lot, I mean, that makes yeah. that makes sense. So, you know, yeah, I mean, the kids are all listed in the opening credits too. 
So, yeah, yeah, that's 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 a good point. I mean, the main ca- you know the main cast um, is is not necessarily going to take up all that much screen time in a given episode because there are so many characters to service. I mean, we didn't even get you know anything from Dragonstone or any of them this episode. So, right, yeah, their their names didn't appear, and that's why I always watch the opening credits because they only list the actors that are going to appear in the episode. Oh, so usually, I'm like pouring a drink during the opening credits. I'm disappointed that the uh, song is still just the Game of Thrones song. The, I know uh, it's, it's just changed funny. a little, not the song, but the uh, <laughs> the little oh, icons have changed a little bit. I did notice something that was not there before. It's kind yeah, of a they, spoiler, right? I thought there was something different. They added there's the a, kid. There's also a blue stone on there that that's Aemond. Yes, for the sapphire. With his eye, yeah. Mm. Um, and yeah, and and like they, you know, yeah, they had the the sapphire for Aemon, the spider for Helena, the naked woman for Aegon. Darren's um, yeah. in there, right? Darren. Yeah, yeah. Darren, Darren's going to be in season two. Yeah. Darren, the brother we never talked about ever, not even <laughs> once. <laughs> well, Dude, I'm happy could. that they confirmed he exists. George R. R. Martin confirmed he exists. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I believe it if he says it, but you're right, it wasn't like the show that did it. Yeah, maybe HBO was like, shut up, George. Look, we're not <laughs> putting in a fourth brother. Shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Mushroom, he's been cast. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what? I, I just See, think if it's they gonna... cast Mushroom, they have to go all in and show us his member, which, <laughs> oh, no. which is what HBO is afraid of. <laughs> Probably. Oh. So I, I feel like, yeah, if you were George R. R. Martin, you have a lot of power. <laughs> you could, you could theoretically sure. say some shit like that and just like challenge them to either call you a liar or do it. <laughs> do you guys remember, like way back in season one, George wrote about how he wanted there to be this big calling of the banner scene for the North. And he, like, turned in his ideas, I guess, like, or he was advising on the script. And they're like, George, this will cost $20 million. the original series. It's, it's only, like, five locations, you know, and 50,000 people. <laughs> and all in entirely new sets for each of them. Yeah. To, like, to we, give them right. the, the herald rate to let, let us know who they are. Like yeah, George, we need to see the, we'll, the Boltons. We'll never the reuse any of this. <laughs> the Boltons and the Glovers and the Dustins, we all need to see them at their castles. Right, but if you put the money in now, it'll be good in season 13. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing something for this. You'll see. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that was fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, next week will be the final episode of the season. And it's going to be... Hopefully a good one. I hope they make that one a little longer because I feel like they have a lot to do, especially if we're going to do justice to uh, that scene at Storm's End, which will kind of suck, especially because Eamon's grown like 10 years and Luke hasn't. Um, <laughs> he's, re- he's really at a disadvantage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nature is cruel. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully the, the show sticks the landing. I mean, it's been a good season so far and I'm glad everybody's, you know, mostly having a good time watching it. And yeah, look forward to 
Well, it's inherently going to be a disappointment because it's not like they're going to get the rights to One Winged Angel to play over that scene anyway, so. What? Just imagine, you know, just like Luke's flying through the storm and then just like, you know, there's like something. Oh, there's like, da, 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 da. I want that you said Sarah McLaughlin in the arms of the angels. Wow. <laughs> Fly away. We need a we need a remix. We need a remix. It would be perfect though, because it's like all those late night advertisements to like donate to help dogs at the pound. It's like you can save a dragon from this terrible fate. You can save this helpless child as he is devoured. Don't let this happen to another Targaryen. Like, I don't know, maybe it should happen to all of them. <laughs> yep. Oh, just kidding. He was a strong boy. All right. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Uh, thanks. Good night. Goodbye. Sweet. Shakaris. What is dead may never die. Who has a better story than Viserys the Peaceful? Oh, I love oh. that they gave him that title. Oh, I found the, 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 the guy who I found a guy who was who was killed with Lady Fell. It's Lord Merriweather. Merriweather, ah. okay. Mm. See? It's we need name tags. <laughs> You're character. Well, yes. yeah, I, I feel like more of these lords could be wearing less generic clothing. Like, you're right. I mean, when, uh, when a lord walks around and they got the fucking dire wolf, you go, oh, okay, I know, I know what team we're on here. And at least if it's some obscure sigil, we could find it. But, whatever. They don't want to pay the art department to create House Fell sigil for the show. Ultimately, <laughs> the problem is these people don't matter. Like, and like I'm gonna wonder, like, what the hell? Like Stefan Darkling. Apparently they cast Stefan Darkling. This is a series about people that don't matter, man. <laughs> like, like a song of ice and fire is like full of like insignificant people, it's, which is what makes it great. And know, then people the love the insignificant person over like in the corner over there. That's you know? but that's gonna be a problem going forward. There's too <laughs> many of these random dudes. That's my problem with the book. It's like one after another. Why who the heck is this? Um, this guy did this thing, that guy did that thing. It's like this this King's guard who's loyal to Aegon. George of the Child Fighting Pits. Cannon. Mushroom <laughs> uh, is cannon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like Mushroom is the most fun and in the writer's room, they probably seem to agree with that, because they, they lean on Mushroom a lot. So I'm here for it. What, what other crazy shit Mushroom said later on? Well, there's one kind of out there thing he says. It's just that like when Jace goes to the Eerie, he has to go down on the Lady of the Veil. Uh, but right. it's... Uh, but, you know, she's implied to be a lesbian, so it's just, right. like, it's just, like, I just read that as just homophobia. 
Right. Yeah, the, the Sarah Snow thing is very suspect as well. Oh yeah, I agree. He's got around, just like his dad. Dragon, dragon eggs in Winterfell. So, how does Masaria die again? Uh, walk of shame. Oh yikes! Yeah. She in King's wins. Landing. In King's Landing, Ooh. yeah. They tell her like, if you can make it to, I think it's after Rhaenyra is dead. I don't actually remember. Um, yeah. But yeah, they tell her like, if you could make it out of the city while we're whipping you naked through the streets, you can leave. And she doesn't make it. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Ugh. Fun stuff. Up, look, coming up. Speaking of fun stuff, so I put up the lemon cake uh, poll on the on the YouTube here, and I should mention it feels like uh, the the votes have gotten more and more skewed with each week. Um, last week it was seventy percent was five lemon cakes, and and the week before that was sixty one. Last week was the most five lemon cakes. Uh, just saying. But anyway, I changed the uh, image from like the VOK skull to the golden dragon. <laughs> and the first comment is already like, hey, hey, what's with the golden dragon? Oh. <laughs> uh, that's fun. They're saving all that Sunfire money for next season. Yeah. We, we've seen like a, gra- a grainy end of the sun freaking shot. That I didn't even realize was Sunfire until I realized it had to be. Well, you know. Yeah. Too many dragons. That shiny dragon. Is that dragon's the golden expensive. dragon gif, floaty gif you point, posted in the chat, Adam? Um. No, <laughs> no, no. It's just like the show logo, like instead of like the silver or whatever, it's just like gold. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it looks like the actual like sigil or whatever, but I ho- hopefully people will be scrolling through and be like, "Who the fuck is this?" I think it'll be funny. So 